0: back to the Cinema Slayers podcast. We are having a very special episode for you guys today. We are going to be talking about the spikely joint Black Klansman. As always, I am joined by Justin.
1: Hey, fans! how's everybody doing? When I'm not running somebody into the turnbuckles, kicking them in a wrestling ring, I'm settling down in my hometown watching and reviewing movies. How's everybody doing?
0: And Heather?
2: Hello, everyone. Thanks for joining us again.
0: And finally, Devin. Yo, 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 what's up? It's
3: the man from Texas who lives in Oklahoma, and he doesn't want to contract melanoma.
0: (laughs) And as always, I am the beard. Thank you for ruining my part, Heather. We let you do yours, and then I go to my part, and you just (laughs) ruin it.
2: Sorry. I'm so sorry.
0: And as always, I am the Bearded One, the Fox News of the podcast, because I am so fair and balanced, and the least pretentious movie critic you will ever find, Sterling. So like I said, we are going to be talking about our likes, and dislikes, and everything related to the movie Black Klansmen. and we are going to start that off with Jastin.
1: Well, um, if we're going to discuss what I liked about the film... Um, I guess we'll just go through a few likes first, and I'll try not to take up too much time and give everybody a chance to kind of say something or compliment the film. But, man, I, I, I was really impressed with this film. There's a reason why critics and audiences have been saying that this is a return to form for Spike Lee. And I, I believe that. I think I'm going to be in that same company of people that say that this is th- th- this might be my favorite Spike Lee movie. Um, not only because it, 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 not only does it balance so many political, racial undertones that, that really are prevalent in our politics and in our society today, but this movie is funny. There are a lot of ingenious moments and funny comments. The dialogue is great. And the character development and the story as it progresses along is compelling throughout. Um, Denzel Washington's son. And I don't want to but I don't want to get his name wrong. Let me pull up every the um everybody real quick. But Denzel Washington's son, John David Washington, was excellent here. He was really great as Ron Stallworth, Um, this person who was the first African American detective in the Colorado Springs Police Department. So just that awkwardness and that sticking out like a sore thumb, but having a sense of purpose and wanting to do something with the job that he had. I mean, you just felt that. You felt that throughout the entire film. And um I can't say enough about his acting ability, but there were other standouts as well. Adam Driver as Flip Zimmerman was also great. He was his partner and he was posing as the kkk member so both of those guys on screen together they just had such great chemistry so i'm gonna say that those were two of my favorite things about the film was just when those two were on screen they were always great and of course we know who adam driver is um kylo ren from star wars um if for people who um are th- wondering where that name comes from if you're not familiar with the actor you I know you've seen him in that so this is just um, this was an excellent effort by Spike Lee all around love the film
3: Devin it's hard to say something that Justin didn't say about this film but I'm going to try to find some way to articulate um, how much I like the film whilst using different words and saying the same damn thing so you guys bear with me so, um, one, um, I really want to talk about David Washington's performance, which was absolutely immaculate. Um, you could see his struggle in a turmoil, um, not only just wanting to make a difference, but how to make the difference. Um, as a black man, um, I get caught up in trying to find out what should I do? Um, how should I re- lead my own personal revolution? Should it be in my education? Should it be in um, the way I present myself? Should it be in the way that I view the world, um, how I distinguish myself um, from other black people and how I distinguish myself from other people um, in general? And you could see the conflict in him, especially during this time of turmoil. I mean, this movie takes place, you know, right at the height of the civil rights movement when you know, um, when the Black Panthers were most active and they were most powerful and they were most relevant. um, And you saw so many uh, positive black leaders out there um, like Martin Luther King and Stokely and, um, you know, so many others um, who got us to where we are today. But you could see that that wasn't the way he wanted to change things. He didn't want to physically fight the power he didn't want a race war he wanted to change things from the inside and you could see how he was being held back not only by his department but by his own people because everybody was saying you do it like this This is how you're supposed to be. Everybody wanted to keep this character and not a character because this really happened, but this person in line, according to what they believed he should do. And so in this movie, there is a very important message of self-discovery and that we don't all have to fight the same, or we don't all have to protest the same, or we don't all have to be the same and handle the problems the same exact way. And, you know, The oftentimes the smartest um, revolutionary is the revolutionary who wins out in the end. Um, So that's one thing that I thought was so compelling about this entire film was just that character's journey of trying to identify himself and what he should
0: be. Heather.
2: Um, Wow, that is that is really insightful, Devin. I do like that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really hard not to like this movie. It's just so well done in pretty much every way. Um, I mean, you know, there was elements of drama and history and comedy. They just incorporated everything into it and, um, you know, even some action with it. It's exciting almost the whole way through. I mean, it, it was well paced. I think, I don't think it was, um, you know, like, oh, that went too fast, you know, because you feel like you got a full story and everything. But, um, it was I, for me, I felt like it was exciting the whole way through. Um, you know, and as everybody's been saying about, um, you know, John David Washington, he was natural, strong delivery. Um, you know, and it's, I'm, I'm pretty sure this is his first time in a lead role and he just killed it. You know, he was phenomenal. Um, Adam Driver was a standout. He's always, brilliant i'm a huge adam driver fan so that's it wasn't surprising to me um two of the people that i really just was really impressed with was for one Topher grace as david duke <laughs> it, it was a stellar portrayal it was so well done you know i thought he he did a fantastic job as that and um you know like everybody knows Topher grace is like the funny guy whatever but he he played this role really, really well. And um and also, um, I kind of really just want to talk a little bit about Corey Hawkins, who was uh Kwame Ture in this movie. Um he I mean he was only in it for a very brief time, but man, he was powerful and he was so good. Um people might know him from straight out of Compton. He played Dr. Dre. He's been in The Walking Dead. Um he was on the 24 reboot. So um, but yeah I just I was so blown away by his um his performance in this movie. It was it was so brief, but it was so impacting and so memorable to me. So um yeah, just superb across the board on the acting and for me I think that that was the most impressive thing how they were just able to make these these characters and these people just come to life the way that they did and you know, even the costumes were awesome, the lingo that they used, everything was so just really on point and um yeah, I just, I just thought it was a great movie. Um, maybe a little bit later, we could talk a little bit about the ending of the film. So, spoilers for people who obviously don't know that there will be spoilers. <laughs> but yeah, but for now, that is what I wanted to say about the film.
0: And not to repeat a lot of what everyone else already said. Um, it is one of my favorite uh, Spike Lee movies in a long time. Uh, I won't go as far as Justin to say it's one of his best, I think. Uh, Spike Lee has a few too many iconic films uh, that I don't think this can replace quite yet. Um, But it is definitely up there, especially compared to a lot of the stuff he's done lately. Um, I, and I actually did like Chirac. Um, I see why people didn't like it, but I did like it, but this is definitely 100% better than that movie. And uh, without going into it too much yet, um, John David Washington was fantastic. Uh, I'm going to go out on a limb here and I'm going to say if people give him a chance, I legitimately think he has a real good chance of being a better actor than his father. Um, I know that's saying a lot considering it is Denzel and he (laughs) is pretty much a uh, cinema icon at this point. Um, I actually just feel that I feel, I feel that John David has actually uh, a little bit more nuance to his acting than his father has, uh, no matter what role Denzel does, I've always felt that you can still see uh, a little bit of Denzel poking through. And I didn't feel that way with his son. Now, granted, I haven't, you know, I haven't seen his son as much as I've seen his dad, but I just, I felt like it was a more nuanced performance. I think his highs and lows uh, were actually a little better than I have seen out of his father, at least in uh, in a long time. And and like Heather said, Adam Driver was great. Topher Grace was great. Um, but I am going to give a shout out to, uh, isaiah whitlock jr um especially uh using his trademark uh dialogue in this movie um me and the girl that randomly was sitting next to me in the theater uh were the only two people that laughed at that moment at the beginning because it is a a very uh distinct uh wire reference um and there was a (laughs) it was a pretty full uh theater and not enough people laughed and that made me uh incredibly sad uh (laughs) that not enough um, caught what they were doing with that scene and and that is and when that scene happened and it's within the first you know five minutes of the film uh it pretty much told me i was going to be uh going on a good journey here because you just set it up properly Shit. at the beginning. <laughs> 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 exactly i mean like when that happened Dude, seriously, like me and this random girl that, like, I just happened to be sitting next to because it's assigned seating. We were, you know, the two sitting there. Like, we were the only two laughing in this theater. And there was at least, you know, 20 something people in this theater. And we were the only two laughing. And I mean, we were laughing though, because it was just fantastic. Uh, but there was a lot of really great performances in this movie. Uh, Michael mm-hmm. Buscemi, yes. who kept giving me double takes the entire time, because every time I saw him, I was like, oh, I was like, that's Steve Buscemi. And I was like, wait, no, it's not no, he it's not, was great. Not Steve Buscemi. And then he'd come back on screen and he'd come back on screen. And I was like, no, that's Steve Buscemi. They just put some makeup on him. And <laughs> then like five seconds later, I'm like, no, 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 that's not Steve Buscemi. And I happened every single time that man came on screen, I had to talk myself out of thinking it was Steve Buscemi. And then I found out later it's his brother and I'm like, oh, no shit. No wonder I was like thinking that the entire time. Um, but I mean, he was great. And there's just a lot of people like every performance in that movie was just great. Uh, even down to the uh, super racist wife lady uh, who is played <laughs> by Ashley Atkinson. Her name is Ashley Atkinson. Uh, she was fantastic. Like this movie is filled with a lot of small roles that are just done impeccably that scene, well.
3: When they're in the band together, uh, it was it's, yes. like mm-hmm. she's saying say these vile things. things
0: but it's weirdly romantic yeah. for that couple. And you feel that you feel that her saying like terribly racist, bigoted things would like turn him on. And you, you so like, felt like they were having a moment and you're like, Oh, who can have a moment to that? But these people play it so well. You're like, Oh, they can those assholes. Um, <laughs> and then also I will touch base on this at the end of the movie. You finally get that iconic oh. track yes uh, camera shot from spike lee that he is the best at doing yes um, and this, yes. Entire movie, this entire movie i'm waiting for that shot i'm like come on spike you can't have a movie this good and not have that shot and they finally give it to you at the end of that movie and i'm not gonna lie it's one of my favorite versions of that shot uh it's yeah i mean without great. going into too much detail it's him and that girl and they've got their guns drawn and they're just going down that hallway on that that you know, on that cart, essentially what the cameras focused on them, but the walls are moving. And that was one of my favorite ways he's ever done that. And he's done some amazing, amazing work with that shot. I mean, that is the like quintessential Spike Lee shot. And in that movie, he actually outdid himself on it. Like if it wasn't a Spike Lee shot, yeah. He owned it at that point. He it transcended his
3: shot. He transcended what that, that shot means to one of his films, in my opinion. I think it's I, I agree it's the best he's ever used it. Just where that shot leads um and how it closes the film out because the film is is hilarious. You will find yourself laughing um throughout the entire film. Uh you will have these great feelings of, you know, good, triumphing over evil.
0: You'll find yourself laughing at things you should be laughing
3: at. And then at the, cli- at the end of the movie, the very end of the movie, and I don't even want to say it's the climax. It's really in the falling action. This happens and it it's Spike Lee's intent of this whole film. He completely shifts the tone of the film and you walk out of that theater understanding that mm-hmm. what you have watched is of great cultural significance, and I think it's going to be studied um, right up there with Do the Right Thing. I think it's Spike Lee's best movie since Do the Right Thing. I need to watch it Do the Right Thing again just to make sure uh, it's not better than Do the Right Thing. I think it's timing and where it dropped. I think that in the 90s, I, if this movie came out or in the early two thousand when uh, George Bush was president, I think it would have been a little controversial. Uh, I think it would have been a hard punch, but I don't think it would have had to have the snap at the end to deliver the knockout. And in my opinion, that last few minutes of that film was a knockout blow. And it really just takes the screen and turns it into a mirror.
2: Yeah, no, it's funny that you say that because that was, that's exactly like the feeling that I got at the end of that with, you know, like the, you know, reeling up to the cross out of the window, like Sterling was talking about, and then, you know, switch to present day, you know, um, what's happening now. And so it's, I mean, it's just such, such an image of like that the problem continues to just be right out your door. You know what I mean? It's, it was so powerful. It was, it really just, all of the laughing and everything, you're just kind of like, wow. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah, it was great.
1: Yeah, and I mean, ev- ev- everything that everyone is saying is absolutely correct. And yeah, that um, the, the final moments of the film really is a gut blow. And it really just kind of brings the message that he wanted to get across full circle. And that's one of the reasons why I feel that I can say this is one of his best films and and if it's not one of his best films, it might be it's definitely one of the most yeah. important ones yes. he's made because that because that message and is so and and what it means for today today's politics, today's race relations and things like that it's a message that really needs to be heard, it needs to be digested, and then um and like you said it show it's almost like the screen becomes a mirror you and and it really should make people do more self evaluation like have you been ignoring this have you been have you done enough to fight this or is this something that we have let go too far and there's no turning back i mean it's it really does ask you some real questions. It really proposes some real questions and gives you a real message at the end. And I really think that that is worth the price of admission alone, for sure.
0: I mean, for me, like you said, I mean, I'm not denying at all that it is one of his better films. I mean, like, but even with Devin saying that, you know, he uh, puts it up there, like, with his best one since uh, Do the Right Thing. I'm like, damn, like, I'm looking at his IMDb now, and I'm like... (sighs) I mean, Malcolm X, uh, I mean, even he got game. Like, I loved he got game. Um, Even John Leguizamo's Freak, which isn't, yes, you wouldn't technically call that a Spike Lee movie, but he did actually direct that. comedy special. uh, That special he did for that. Yes. But I mean, it's one of those things that I'm just like looking back on it, like Summer of Sam, I loved that movie. Uh, 25th Hour, uh, Inside Man i will say it's actually it is probably better than inside man which that's hard to say
3: oh yeah that's what i actually watched that shortly after but it's 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 better in my opinion and this is just opinion based it's to me it's better than every movie that you've that you have said and and that's hard for me to say maybe not better. maybe malcolm x and do the right thing i haven't seen in years just in years so it's hard for me to go yes it's better than these films but it is definitely up there. It would be, I just don't know how you could, I don't, I don't know how you could put most of his stuff above this movie.
0: And then there's like, like Mo blues. I remember watching that movie. I loved that movie. Jungle
3: boy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, no. Why'd you do it? Why'd you do it?
0: I'm ignoring that. Um, I mean, what about, or even, even that, uh, that series he did for uh, uh HBO um when the levee broke? Yeah, oh, when the levee is- broke.
1: Oh man, that was that was fantastic. Well, if God is willing and the creek don't rise? Are you talking about
3: that? No, one?
0: The, that that like four-part documentary he did for uh HBO about the the yeah, levee's in that, during Katrina. That's
3: called That's called If God uh, is uh, willing North and East. the creek don't rise back in 2010.
0: Well, oh, no, it's called when the- it's called When a Levy Breaks A uh a Requiem. I see it. Okay. There might have yes, been one episode. It. Yeah, of a director
3: of two episodes. Those are all great. I I, I can't debate, but when it comes to me and and just the poignance and the significance, not even significance, but um the macro and the micro to to me, I think all of those projects and all of those films are like this happened years ago. In retrospect, we have so many of those same uh we've come to the same so many of those same conclusions but this one takes place right here right now during this time and it defines this time when you talk about race relations Where some of those films uh that had already been explored maybe and not spike lee's unique vision but they had been explored in some way. But that's why I compared it to do the right thing because this had, because it was said in the nineties, it happened in the nineties, it was nineties problems, it was nineties attitudes towards race. And it was just so poignant because it was so obviously and you could easy, easily just relate to it. You know, when people watch Malcolm X, you know, you're not going to get people walking. Most people are not going to walk out of the theater in tears because they're like, well, you know, that's sad or that was inspiring or whatever. But that happened all the way back in the 70s. And I'm so detached to that. But this movie is right here right now. This is the present day. It's what we're living in. And and pieces of art like that and pieces of film like that really stand above anything, in my opinion, when a director does that, you know, uh, but that's just me. Well, with
0: I think I think overall though, I think one common theme with some of the stuff we're saying about Spike Lee is I think Spike Lee is better whenever he actually goes after something yeah. that he does feels personal for him, and he does it like unabashedly. Like whenever he does it, like and do the right thing, and in in like Jungle Fever, and uh, he got game. He's taking you know in, in Black Klansman, he's taking things he knows he can relate to in some way, shape, or form, and he just unabashedly. Mm-hmm hits you with it it's when he it's when he doesn't pull punches is when spike lee's best and i think like a lot of that stuff where he does seem to falter with it is when it doesn't feel personal for him and yeah you do feel like he's pulling a punch like you don't feel like he's mm-hmm. hitting you with his spike Leanness. and i think when he leans into that yeah i think he produces Most a better film Most when he does that uh, yeah yeah
1: yeah i totally agree with you on that because um and you could definitely tell that with this film. I don't know about you guys, but I could just feel how confident he was on the subject matter. I could feel that he was having fun with this film. And yeah. even when the film begins, the first lot, the first thing that's just one of the first things that you see on the screen is there was this line he put in there, like, this is the realest joint like you're ever gonna smoke from spike or like there was this line like um instead of just the regular a spike lee joint he told you man this is the realest joint that you that um of spike lee that you were gonna smoke like there's a line and i i wish i should have just looked it up but yeah he put this confident line like at the beginning of the film like you're in for a treat so he knew he had something here I feel like he knew that this was special and it just, and the film just plays like that throughout. So, but you're definitely right about that.
0: Um, is there any other, of the like likes part of it you guys want to talk about, or do you want to move on to dislike?
3: I just wanted to say one other thing that I liked and, you know, we'll, we'll start, we'll start slaying eventually. But, um, another thing, um, there were some points in the movie. I know we're talking about Sterling. You were brought up how, um, John David Washington um, was a little bit more of a nuanced actor, but there were certain times where I could just, because he doesn't really look too much like Denzel Washington. I mean, he's very handsome, but you don't look like and Just go, that's Denzel's son. The only reason I knew is because I watched Ballers on HBO. What's up? Uh, if you're not watching Ballers on HBO, you need to check that shit <laughs> out because it's amazing, even if you don't care about football. But anyway, but there were just some moments where I was like, man, look at Denzel's son. I mean, I was like he would his voice would change and I could hear the Denzel coming out of him. And I was like, that's that's just awesome for him to go out there and be able to kind of have that same swagger and confidence as Denzel, but be his own actor and be his own person. Uh, And then to be in a Spike Lee movie, too. What a lineage that is, especially one so important. So um, I just want to say big ups to him. Uh, what a what a what a lead to carry on one of your first big projects, and what a way to knock it out of your park out of a park.
0: Now I'll say this: the times he did remind me of his dad is essentially in the times of the movie where he was using uh, a more aggressive tone, mm-hmm. like or angry. Um, when he was doing that, is when he reminded me of his dad because he sounds just you like know, his he dad does. when his dad you know. gets mad in a film. Like he he channels mm-hmm. his dad's voice when he does that. Um, I just think when he's doing like a normal conversation or like a happier moment, no, not, you don't hear his dad. Like you, you, but that's what I'm saying. That does like why I do think he's a little bit more nuanced than his father is, is because at all points, Denzel, like, and this is going to sound redundant, but Denzel sounds like Denzel, no matter what role he's doing. It's just, if he's happy, if he's angry, there's still that tone. And like, there's always that notes, no matter what character he's playing, you know, you always every every role he does you feel denzel in that role whereas with this i didn't feel like yet where you said you know there's elements of him and he's not as established as his father maybe that's why but i didn't feel like i was feeling like john david washington i didn't feel like i was feeling uh you know just oh that's denzel's son on the screen like i felt like it was just a more i i feel like i hate Mm -hmm. saying it again but nuanced performance like you know, I felt like he was the person, whereas Denzel, you feel like it's just a little Denzel every time he does something. Uh, he's nowhere near as bad as a lot of actors that drive me nuts. He's not, he's not Anthony Hopkins. Pacino. He's not uh, Michael Caine. Well, old Pacino was way better than new Pacino. Uh, but new Pacino. <laughs> uh, even New De Niro. <laughs> even, even, new, even, even New De Niro, like, or Johnny Depp, you always feel like there's them in that role. It's like you always feel like it's like, oh, that's, you know, Anthony Hopkins playing this and that's Anthony Hopkins playing that. You can't just say, oh, it's that character like and Denzel's got a little bit of that. Denzel's nowhere near as bad as these other people because they all drive me nuts and I hate watching them on screen at this point. Denzel doesn't do that for me yet. Like Denzel still feels enough of the character in his roles to where. You can forgive the Denzeliness that he puts in every performance. I just don't feel like I'm going to have that problem with this son. Like when I watch his son, I don't feel like that's going to end up bothering me ever.
2: Honestly, sometimes I feel like <laughs> they put Denzel Washington in movies where they want him to be like that because they love that he does that. <laughs> I could be wrong, but I feel like they they want him to have his Denzeliness. Listen, sometimes you just need a black time,
3: man to you know? uh, point down at something and and jab his finger into a table and get intense.
0: <laughs> you know,
3: you're at maximum Denzel. I when mean, you, and
2: he's your man. When for you that. see that, your come man for that. And that
3: finger, that index finger point downward, you're about to get maximum Denzel.
0: <laughs> the reason why I say that with Denzel though, is like, for me, like you watch Denzel and like, all right, let's just use, remember the Titans. Cause a lot of people have seen that movie. So he played coach Boone in that movie. And so then you watch that movie and then so you go and watch the hurricane You're like, oh, that's like coach Boone. If he was a boxer, (laughs) (laughs) you watch what's unstoppable. You're like, oh, it's coach Boone. If he was a train conductor. <laughs> uh, and then, if you watch like John Q, you're like, oh, that's Coach Boone <laughs> if he was in a bad movie. Like, oh, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> what about Training Day, though? What about Training Day?
2: Uh, that's what I was going to say. He wasn't like that in Training Day.
0: Training Day was a corrupt, caught, cursing
3: <laughs> version of Coach Boone. He was very inspiring <laughs> at his moments. I'm just saying. He gave some great
0: speeches. Are you were a sheep or a wolf? What do you? Yeah, exactly. But that's the thing is he, he gives great speeches, though, because Coach Boone gave some great speeches. He gives a great little speech about stopping a train and Unstoppable. He gives a great speech about being in a shitty movie in John Q. Um, it's <laughs> He gives a great speech about. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just really hate John Q. It's a terrible fucking movie. I, we get that. Yeah.
1: It's, it was awful. I Yeah, I agree. But yes, I, we can tell you hate it. All right
0: i'll change it up he gives a great speech about collecting bones and bone collector um <laughs> it's he does that in every movie though i mean he gives a great speech about reading a braille bible and oh, book, of book of eli even though a braille bible is like 27 books and huge as fuck. Oh, fuck no, like, book of eli. The fact that he's carrying around that small ass bible he'd be like just carrying around like the book of matthew if that was really the case that's neither here nor there i'm nitpicking at the point i mean it's a shitty movie don't get me wrong but it's it's just one of those things like Denzel, I just don't feel like y- he loses enough of himself in roles. And you could be right, Heather. It could be that he's in movies or cast in movies that want that. But I just don't feel like I completely lose Denzel when I see him in a movie. And I just feel like I'm not going to have that problem with his son. I think his son is going to be like the newer style of actors where you do get that. You get immersive more immersive performances than you used to get because for a long time and it's one reason why i really do kind of hate old movies uh a lot of the actors back in the day even though they were doing movies still kind of base things on stage plays um a lot of actors back in the day were kind of still one note and uh and i think that carried on for a very long time i think it wasn't until the 2000s where you started getting actors uh that truly were immersive in roles and uh and i think his son is going to benefit from something like that
2: yeah i mean he's so good and but honestly i feel like he kind of has this extra um what is it like i guess th- what they expect from him because he is denzel washington's son so that's probably part of why he you know he's probably seen all of the movies you know so he maybe he wants to be different and he wants to be a different type of actor than what his dad is. And maybe he wants to do different types of roles than what his dad does, because he doesn't want to just be known as Denzel Washington's son. You know, so I feel like, I mean, there's, it's very likely that that's like the burden or the, you know, the the thing that he has to carry all the time. Because, you know, even in interviews, you hear people being like, so you're the son of Denzel Washington, you know, and he's like, yeah, (laughs) like, he's like, yeah, my dad's great, you know, but I think that it's, you know they just expect him to be a certain way and maybe he's like you know what i want to be a different type of actor than that you know
0: if he keeps up like he's doing now he's gonna have no problem distinguishing distinguishing himself from his father if he just keeps doing what he's doing he's gonna be just fine even on random podcasts that aren't really
3: big but have a lot of heart when he's in the lead of a movie they spend a great deal of time talking about his father so he still's got some work to do. <laughs> he, <laughs> right? Exactly. Do. Okay. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, totally. But all that to pull back to say John David Washington is phenomenal and he is his own we type love of you, actor. John He's David an Washington.
3: actor. Keep so. it up. Keep it up. Okay, let's move on. Please what come talk do, to us on, on this like. podcast. Yeah, please <laughs> come on the podcast.
0: <laughs> no, yeah, one final thing before we move on John David Washington. Is the anti John Q of acting? That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> all right, moving on to this <laughs> like, this
3: man is never talk. How do you like this man? <laughs> man.
0: <Dude. laughs> Devin, what did you not like about Black Klansman? Oh, what did
3: I not like about? Uh, man, man, say something easier. Like Devin, what do you not like about Oxygen? Um right <laughs> <laughs> just
0: i don't if you, jesus you, what, do you um, want me to start because i actually do have one thing that did bother me about this movie um, and maybe it'll make things easier no nah, man I, I can i can
3: i can articulate a few things i can i can get something out to be honest with you um i did not like the way i felt afterwards uh i was pretty angry um i was watching the movie there were no african-americans in the movie theater, naturally, because this isn't a Tyler Perry joint. But there were tons of caucas- Caucasians in there and some some of uh, my other brown people. And uh, afterwards, I was I was genuinely angry uh, and ready to uh, go out and protest. And it got me very riled up. Uh, it's not necessarily a, a bad thing about the film, but um, I actually talked to a group of people and it when we just discussed for about an hour just this country the state it's in the state it's always been in and what we could do to fix it um and where we started and uh you know i actually got earned a couple of friends out of it which was amazing but uh it had me pretty riled up uh i just can't really pinpoint something i I think this topic was a little bit too close to home for me uh and it's going to be hard for me to be objective in something that i am so passionate about um so I, I really don't have much to put in there. Sorry guys. I wish I could slay for you, but I just cannot slay today.
0: Heather, your turn.
2: Yeah, I mean, I I kind of agree though, like there's really not much that you could say that you dislike about this movie, at least for me too because I mean it was just so everything was so great about it. I mean, if I have to be like super nitpicky and, and find something I didn't like about it, which is a good sign of a great movie. If you have to like really think about it. (laughs) Um, I guess my only thing is um, not that, I don't know. It it just kind of the, um, what's her name? The Laura Harrier who played Patrice Dumas, the love interest in the movie um, she's beautiful. She's great, whatever. But, um, her character is just fine. I mean, considering she is a major piece of the story, they just, I guess they didn't make me care about her character as much as I figured that I would.
3: Yeah. She was a little um, one dimensional. I could but, see that.
2: Yeah. That's kind of my only, I mean, and not that she was bad in the role. I mean, she did a great job in the role. It's just, you know, she just wasn't somebody that I, you know, sh- I just didn't care enough about her character to be that invested in her as much as all of the other characters. Um, Maybe it's because she wasn't a part of like the main story of what they were talking about, but considering like, she is a major piece of it, you know, I just, I kind of would have liked to have been more invested in her particular character. And I just kind of could go either way on her character. That's legitimately the only thing I can think of that I didn't necessarily like that much about the movie. Everything else is so great. Justin.
1: Okay. And and kind of um, not to repeat, but, but in a way, um, I agree with both uh, Heather and Devin. This is a very difficult movie to find one thing or one concept and say, oh, I didn't like it or it shouldn't have been in the film or it could have um, or the film could have done without it. Um, but I guess just to piggyback off of kind of what Devin did if anything if there's any negative about it I think it's all more like existential big picture type of stuff like for instance um, I, 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 I I was talking to a relative and I won't say who because maybe there are people who, who listen to this and they might be able to deduce who I'm talking about so I, I'll just say a relative and then on the uncut, I'll tell you guys who it was. But like, um, but like uh I was speaking to this relative about this film, and I was like, hey, I want to go see um black Klansmen. And 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 this person was like, Well, oh well, if if that's the movie you want to go see, I don't want to go see that. And I was like, Why? I mean, it's about it's a good story, and you know, it's pertinent to black people and it's got a strong message, it's Spike Lee. And this person was kind of like, well, you know, Spike Lee could kind of be out there, and he's a little, he's a, he's he's intense, and he's just, you know, he can be a little, um, a little too much for me. Why don't we go see Equalizer instead? Oh. and <laughs> oh, you know, let's go see Equalizer two instead. And to me, that's a problem. Like, I mean, I'm, my fear is that not enough people will go and see this, uh, you know, or that the people that are going to see it, because I, I I shared Devin's same sentiment, there weren't too many black people in the theater when I saw the film. Um, I looked, and, and there were, and there were some in there, but it, but it wasn't like just full. It wasn't, it definitely wasn't a Black Panther. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like everywhere you looked, every other person was, it definitely was not that, but I just hope that, and the film is so funny. It's so compelling. And there's a lot to laugh at in this film. So my hope is that the, the real message, which comes at the end, doesn't get lost. And all of the fun that you have watching this film. And I guess that could be that that's like really the only negative that I could really foresee is what a person decides to take from it after they leave or people who won't watch it because of simply what it is. So those that would be my opinions on that.
3: Let me illuminate on two things. And, and Justin, I wholeheartedly concur with that. But we were just talking about, I'm afraid not enough people go see it. As of August 10th, 2018, guess the box office of Black Lansman.
1: Just guess. Mm, 70 million. I'm going, um, <laughs> guessing high. I'm <laughs> guessing high. you guessing high. Well, I'm talking about you guessing.
3: Really? Are uh, you guessing Rick James when he was on news that one time with those yellow glasses? Talking about he was high off of God. That's how high you guess it, fool. You, you cannot read James. Oh, man. James don't, Brown, don't say James Brown. Under,
1: is, is it under 50? It is, is it under, under 50?
3: 50, Fu, Under 50.
1: Oh, man. Don't
3: say that, man. Forty- 42. Yikes. 42.2 million. Now, the good news is.
2: That's sad. Yes,
3: it's depressing. The good news is, is its budget was only $15 million. So it made it, it more than doubled its budget, which is great. But this is exactly what we're talking about. And I think we talked about this last podcast. And I just feel like these movies that really have something to say and really are significant, get no traction. This is why I get so angry when somebody says, well, when I go to the movies, I just go to be entertained because this is a form of art. Like you would look at if you were at a symphony or you went to a ballet or um, you went to an art gallery, or you were looking at sculptures in, in, in Rome, we have films that are in a vault uh, uh, that we've preserved. So centuries from now, they can be viewed. Um, and this is the problem with, you know, the oversaturation of uh, sequels and prequels and reboots, um, original ideas and original premises and original stories get nothing. This is why Hollywood keeps pumping out so much of the same old, same old, because when something new and amazing comes out, we don't support it. So go see movies like Black Klansman, please. Everyone who is watching this, uh, please go out there and and watch something different. Uh, You can still watch the Avengers and have some social commentary with your entertainment experience from time to time. Also, um, I know you guys probably heard uh, Jackson and I talking about how we didn't see any black people. Um, So those of you who do not belong to a minority group uh, and women, you'll get this too. When you go to a public place, you always look around to see if there's anybody else like you, just in case. (laughs) It makes you feel a
0: little safer. (laughs) That's it. Well, to actually clarify a little bit of what you just said that's actually as of september 4th not august 10th that it had reached 40 million dollars um cuz august 10th was its release oh, date oh my bad okay um, yeah, as, as as of the most current box office standings it is 40 million total um but it is considered a success as far as hollywood goes because uh r- rule of thumb is you double the budget when you include marketing and stuff like that so 30 million is the break even point so i mean it it has broke even uh, so that is a good thing because then that means that studios will make more of things like this because it made money. And so that is like the silver lining of it all. Um, I guess the sad thing is, is even being up in Chicagoland, I, uh, there was the same number of black people in my theater as was both of y'alls because there was one. And since it wasn't me, uh, you know, it would equal yep. the same as you guys. Um, Oddly enough, though, the the one uh, black person in my theater was the same girl that laughed at the uh, wire joke with me. So that was cool. Um, My big issue, though, with this movie kind of ties into what Heather said uh, with the character. um, What's her name? Uh, Laura Harrier. Uh,
2: Yeah, Patrice.
0: Yes. um, I I do think that character was underutilized. I think the actress was good. um, And the character does play a pivotal role for the ending because the ending... Does have a lot to do with her, uh, as a person and everything. So she was necessary for the movie. I just think, uh, for having the actress you did have for that movie, I think they just should have done more. Um, yeah. I just kind of thought she was a little like it was just the character was kind of mediocre, mediocrely placed, uh, throughout the movie because she did tie into the ending of the movie whenever, you know, the big, you know, clan terrorist attack revolved around attacking her at the end like you know you just felt like she was in the movie to justify the end uh i think if it wasn't based on a true story and you were just telling a story like this uh you would have actually ended up not having her in the movie at all um but i think since it was a true story and things like that they did feel the need to put the character in i just think they should have given her more just made it a meteor role uh to justify um a lot of that and that's really it and that's nitpicking you know like and then It's like what you guys said. It's a kind of a testament to what this movie is uh, that I have to nitpick and like, you know, just find something to complain about because, you know, that's the whole point of all this is to complain about something. And if that's really all I can come up with when it's all said and done, you know, I like I said, it's a testament to the movie. Like I had to struggle to find something. And when I did, is it ultimately make or break for the movie? Not at all. The movie is still 100% incredible as it is. And so you know, my one little qualm with the movie really is a non-factor. So now, Justin, if you want, just kind of give a quick summary of like what you thought about the movie and your score. And would you recommend it?
1: So for my final analysis of this film, um, of course, I'm going to recommend it. It was excellent, easily one of the best movies that I've seen all year. And by far one of the most important movies I saw all year, especially if you're somebody who is kind of not caught up, but even just following the politics of today and what's going on with race relations and things like that. If you're somebody that this interests you or you're Looking for different viewpoints. You're looking for some sense of perspective when it comes to race relations of today. I would highly recommend this because this really shows how the, how in a lot of ways the past is the present. And I think it does reveal some great things about that. I think it will, um, even if it doesn't inspire you, I, I don't know how you could walk out of this and not And not gain something. This is educational, but it's funny, and it's relatable, and it's compelling. So all of that said, um, it's going to be easy. I'll give this a 95%. I don't think I've given anything that high of a score yet that I've watched. Um, But but yeah, I'm going to go with 95. That's going to be my score. And I'm definitely going to highly recommend this film. Go watch it, please.
0: Heather.
2: Yeah, I mean, so much of what Jasson said is exactly how I feel. I think the biggest takeaway is just that this movie is important, and that is why it's important that people go and see it and support this movie and go just watch it. Because the fact, first of all, that it is based on actual events of somebody who did this, that alone, you know, you, you see the concept of the movie and you're like, oh, it's based on a real story that I don't know how that doesn't draw you in right away just the whole idea of it but um it's it's a very important movie and it's very culturally relevant and it it it's a big takeaway is i mean you just you you leave the movie and you're just like you're in awe you know i mean i i'm, I'm going to base my score just on the fact that i like after i left the theater for a good like 15 minutes i just had no words to really say cuz i was just still taking everything in i would also give it a 95 um because of that and just everything and how you know and they just made the the timing of the movie and just the um you know just they brought you into the era that it was in too but then as we were saying how they kind of you know it, it ties in so much to today's age and i just i love that they were able to do that in such a great way um, so I definitely recommend this movie. It's um it's it's gonna be one of the best movies that you'll probably see this year. And I'm hoping maybe he'll get put up for best director for this or something. I think it should definitely be something at the Oscars because it's a it's an important movie. So
1: Yeah,
3: totally agree. Go, Devin. I'm going to give this movie 95 Right on Soul Brothers, because it is a God no might. <laughs> And if you don't go see this film with your mama, (laughs) your cousin, your brother, your uncle, your sister, your German (laughs) shepherd, your chihuahua, your Yorkie, your best friend, everybody on your Snapchat, if you don't recommend this film to everyone, you ain't nothing but a job ass turkey sucker. This is one of the baddest films you have ever seen in your life. With one of the baddest mofos on the planet directing it. And one of the baddest mofos ever to come out of the thing of a superstar. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. That's beautiful. <laughs> so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> uh but but in all honesty, uh all honesty, um, if you do see one movie that came out this summer, uh, let it be Black Lansman. I, I guarantee you you will take something out of it. Um, I guarantee you it will change the way you view it will enhance your perspective of what's going on, not only in this country, but in the world today. And I think um, at the end of the day, you'll be enriched by it. Uh, so please go see Black Klansman uh, and uh, please make sure you keep listening to our podcast because we love you and we don't mean that in,
0: uh, in, a, in a deceitful way. <laughs> True. I mean, he he says that like we're we're done yet. We're not done yet because you still need my opinion. Well, I can't just give <laughs> a little, just an extra. Like, hey, come on, mm-hmm, just keep mm-hmm, on listening. Mm-hmm.
2: Extra plug. <laughs>
0: um, I am going to deviate from you guys a little bit with the score, and it's not by much. It's just <laughs> it's a ninety-four. It is. It's a ninety-four. <laughs> <not> Ninety-five. <laughs> a
2: 94. How dare you? <laughs>
0: um, it is. It is. It's in the top five movies this year. I mean, it's right up there. With Puppet Masters, The Littlest Reich. Um, <laughs> oh my God, The Littlest Reich. Paddington Bear Two, um, Black Panther, and another movie that I do think that people need to see that I actually did a double feature with uh, with Black Klansmen. I watched this back to back with it. Uh, Crazy Rich Asians. Um, it's a fantastic movie. Yeah, it's it is the black. It's it's the Black Panther <laughs> of romantic comedies. Is what it is.
1: Well, see, nice. Now I have to go, no, go see it. I have to go see it. See it. <laughs> no, hey, I heard I heard it did excellent though at the box office. Like for a romantic oh, yeah, comedy,
0: sure. I heard it's killing. And that's what I'm saying. That's, that's why it's the Black Panther romantic comedies. It takes it does the same thing what Black Panther did for superhero films. Crazy Rich Asians does for romantic comedies. That's true. It shows that that people of color can do the same type of film as everybody else, and it's just as good if not better than most it's financially successful and you know it shows that it does not have to have a white person to justify being made and that's why I'm saying that's you know that's what it is and uh but no I I do agree Black Clan's Mint is a wonderfully fantastic film. It's a return to form for Spike Lee. it's you know it really is if they were do a best of Spike Lee collection, it's definitely 100 in that in that collection. And, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it really is. It is one of the better movies this year. Like I said, it's in my top five. And it's saying a lot. If I put it with Puppet Masters, Littlest Reich, you know, it means something because that's a wonderfully fantastic movie within itself. Um, So you finally got to see it? (laughs) Yes, it's, it's amazing. It's everything you would want in a Puppet Masters movie. And then some. Oh boy! It, you know that is a return to form for the Puppet Master series. <laughs> oh you know God. they went a, they went a little <laughs> the off puppet the deep end on uh, you know like they went a little off the deep end. You know like seven through nine, those were a little off the edge, <laughs> and uh, it was it Puppet Masters Retro? Puppet Masters Retro was a little weird. Retro so Puppet Masters. L- yes, there is a retro one where they're all like wooden puppet looking things, and it, it's weird. I um, love that this is now a uh, plug
2: but- for Puppet Master. <laughs>
0: I don't think you understand. Every podcast from now until the day I die is going to be a plug right, for hold on Masters, to the coaster, and Ladies
3: and gentlemen, <laughs> things are about to get re- weird.
0: There's never okay. Not we Puppet that up. Lillest
3: Reich podcast for you, Sterling.
0: I can be I can be at a funeral, bring up Puppet Master's Lilith Reich. I can be at a wedding, bring up Puppet Master's Littlest Reich. Mar mitzvahs. Guess what? Going to be some Puppet Masters throwing your way. Man, I'm gonna, just never not a time we're gonna do a podcast over this I'm gonna watch it and if I survive, yeah. then we'll have yeah. the podcast oh, you will be just enjoying the fuck out of that film, <laughs> Justin because that is great a cinema Wow, like looking back on it, we named this website Cinema Slayers, and I don't really like the term cinema because I've got weird things with movies that I don't you know really consider them art, and that's another conversation but if anything was to ever be considered cinema. Oh god. It's Puppet Masters Lilith Reich. Oh my. The Reich. But no, no. Back to Black Clansman. It's it's right up there with it. It's fantastic. You need to go see it. Can't recommend it enough. Then after that, when you just need some, you know, more fun enjoyment in your life, watch some Puppet Masters. We'll go from there. <laughs> anything else you guys want to talk about real quick? Like anything you want to recommend or um, you're looking for? Yes, to the next there are weeks? two things anything I want like to recommend.
3: That? First of all, Fargo season three is on Hulu. I'm enjoying it right now. You got and McGregor in there, uh, a bunch of other awesome people. It was great. Oh, uh, and then also uh, the new season of Ozark just dropped a couple of days back. If you haven't seen season one, it's on Netflix. Then immediately start watching season two because holy shnikes. They are doing some amazing stuff right there. And it's just great.
1: <laughs> okay, I have one recommendation, and it's Won't You Be My Neighbor, the documentary about Mr. Rogers. It was fan- it was fantastic. It came out earlier this year. So, you know, t- when we tend to get to the end of the year, sometimes earlier films in the year get forgotten. But this is one that I think we're, we're going to start hearing again at the end of the year because it was excellent. It was a great. Persp- um it was a just a nice look at mr Rogers his career um what the man really stood for what he meant um to television at that time and then just about the kind of a little bit about the effect of his legacy on society today so it was really awesome it was really great some candid interview stuff some great camera work was done in this and um it was just done with a lot of Positivity, passion, and emotion. So, definitely the best documentary I've seen thus far this year. So, I highly recommend "Won't You Be My Neighbor."
2: Awesome. Um, for me, I'm going to recommend the movie "Searching," which just came out uh, this past weekend, I believe. Uh, it is really a great movie. Um, it's it's creative in the way that they do it. The story is super interesting. Um, you know, if you're someone who likes mystery. Um, twists and stories and things like that. You'll really like it. It was a really good movie. Um and also just, you know, guys, you know, let us know what you're thinking of our podcast and anything that you want to recommend. Um you know, we we love hearing from you guys. So, um you know, just follow us on Facebook or on Twitter or anything like that and just um, you know, let us know what you're thinking and give us some recommendations for future podcasts
0: or reviews. And as I've mentioned several times, but I'm going to mention again, can't recommend enough Puppet Masters, The Little Strike. <laughs> Everyone in the world needs to watch it. It's great. Um, something I am looking forward to that comes out within a couple of weeks is the new Predator movie. I think it looks fantastic. Nice. Uh, Please be good. Super excited for it. Um, at this point, it's it can be just above mediocre and that's going to be a lot more than what's typically expected from something like that. And I think it'll be great just with that. Um, it's, it just, it looks good. I love Shane black movies. Uh, and I can't see, I can't wait to see what he does, uh, with the predator franchise. Um, other than that, guys, thanks for listening to the podcast, go to Facebook, go to Twitter, cinema underscore slayers. We're on Instagram. Uh, go to the website www.cinemaslayers.com go to our threadless shop link on the webpage. uh buy some merch if you want um anything like that we are going to have a uh, special edition shirt and stuff coming out soon Uh, as soon as our graphic designer comes up with his custom unique just for this one thing logo that he's doing um that it will be a special edition for him um we really do appreciate you guys listening. Like Heather said, give us feedback. Let us know if you want us to talk about something, anything like that. We do have a couple of contest ideas coming out that uh, will get people free, slag, uh, oh, you don't free don't swag. You already know what that means. What does that <laughs> mean? Um, free swag.
3: We're about to, get, we're about to have That's a the lot of subscriptions at this if point. we're giving out free swag.
0: Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but yes, we are going to give away some free swag with it. Uh, And some other opportunities uh, with some things, maybe, you know, like some uh, promotional stuff on a website and maybe just maybe you might get to hear your own voice. Go out on the interwebs and who doesn't want to hear that? Other than that, we do appreciate you guys listening and thank you very much.